Good morning, Frozen Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Tuesday, February 16th. Today on the show, my raggedy voice is going to offer you a deep dive into the ball's new defensive coordinator, Tim Banks. We're going to touch on who's replacing Josh Heupel at UCF. It's a doozy. And offer a quick update on hockey and hoops. But we begin with a big potential move that the Titans should seriously consider. The 440 is brought to you every morning for free by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning, locally-owned, custom home and remodeling firm. The Kingston Group has spent years refining and establishing their process so that they can deliver what they say, when they say, and at the price that they promise. An in-house design team allows the Kingston Group to take the wheel for you and your home from soup to nuts without any surprises. Check out the finished product at buildkg.com and tell me that their work isn't badass. That's buildkg.com. J.J. Watt and the Houston Texans have mutually parted ways. He was due $17 million and some change on the cap this year, and he wants to win a Super Bowl, so they decided it was in both of their best interests for him to leave. It has been reported that the Titans are one of the few teams that are involved in this process. He is an unrestricted free agent who can negotiate at any point, so he could actually get a deal done before free agency opens. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the Tennessee Titans have a major problem in the pass rush department, whether that's a down lineman next to Jeffrey Simmons or a true stand-up outside linebacker. The bottom line is J.J. Watt, if he is fully healthy, is still a productive player with incredible intangibles and leadership ability. And depending on the price, which doesn't seem to be a sticking point for him because he wants to win a championship more than anything, so he wants to go to a contender, which would put the Tennessee Titans squarely in the mix. Oh, by the way, he also has a relationship with head coach Mike Vrabel. They go back to their time at Houston, of course. Who better to evaluate and understand and fully know what J.J. Watt is than the Tennessee Titans? They're the top pick in the AFC South, a team that went to the AFC Championship game two years ago and have been in the playoffs three out of the last four years. It's a head coach and a scheme that he probably knows and understands. The Titans can make some cap space by doing some creative things with some contracts to create some space, but maybe J.J. Watt doesn't want to break the bank because he wants to win. Either way... The pass rush, the defensive line, the front seven for the Tennessee Titans desperately needs an influx of talent, an upgrade in leadership, and J.J. Watt is all of those things. If he wants $17 million, you're not going to convince me that that's the right move. But if your doctor's clear, he's fully healthy, Mike Vrabel and John Robinson and J.J. Watt have a clear understanding of what's going to take place. You want to pay him a million dollars a sack? $8 million a year for eight, eight sacks? $10 million a year for 10 sacks? I think you take that in two seconds and you run to the bank and it makes this Tennessee Titans team even more dangerous in the postseason. You absolutely kick the tires on J.J. Watt and you kick the tires real thoroughly and you give him your best pitch and see what happens. So the Central Florida Knights, Josh Heupel's former employer, just hired Gus Malzahn to be their head football coach. Of course they did. UCF lost a head coach to the SEC, to the University of Tennessee, and they upgraded because I don't know how you can make the case that Josh Heupel is a better football coach today than Gus Malzahn. It doesn't mean that Josh Heupel's not going to be successful, but the bar for Gus Malzahn in the SEC in comparison to any new coach is three wins over Nick Saban and eight tries, which Tennessee, of course, is 0-8 for that span, going to the national championship game, winning the division twice, and of course, winning about 65% of your games. That is what Gus Malzahn accomplished in the SEC. Now, maybe he said no to Tennessee. That's fine. 
But the reality of the situation for Knoxville and for UT fans is that UCF just lost their coach to Tennessee and they upgraded with Gus Malzahn because you cannot argue that Josh Heupel's a better coach than Gus Malzahn. He is a better, more proven coach than Josh Heupel. Maybe he said no, and maybe that's why he's not in Knoxville right now. But if you ask me who would I want running my program right now in Tennessee, Gus Malzahn or Josh Heupel, it's a no-brainer. Josh Heupel has finally found his man. Tennessee is hiring Penn State co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach Tim Banks away from Happy Valley for a hefty price tag of $4.2 million over three years. The Detroit native played at Central Michigan and has been coaching under James Franklin since 2016. Ironically, he took over in Happy Valley for Bob Shoup when Shoup left to become the defensive coordinator at, wait for it, Tennessee. Banks has spent almost all of his career in the Big Ten footprint, coaching in five different Big Ten states, Michigan, Maryland, Illinois, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. His only work in the SEC footprint in his career came 20 years ago when he was a defensive assistant at Memphis for two seasons. Banks has been a co-defensive coordinator for the last decade plus, working for, wait for it, Butch Jones at Central Michigan when Butch took him with him to Cincinnati where he was the defensive coordinator in 2010 and 11. When Butch took the job at Tennessee, Banks didn't come with him and instead landed at Illinois. He was at Illinois for four seasons under Tim Beckman, and while the team did get better, the defense did not before Beckman was, of course, fired unceremoniously for, wait for it, mistreatment of players. Then after the implosion of the Illini program, Banks left for Penn State. Honestly, none of this means the guy can't coach. It's just, it's just so bizarre that you honestly cannot make this shit up. Penn State's defenses have been ranked in the top 25 in yards per play each of the last five years that Banks was there, but he certainly wasn't the guy in charge or even calling the plays. Brent Pry is the guy running the defense for Penn State. In Banks's six prior seasons at Illinois and Cincinnati, he had one defense rank in the top 25 and three ranked 80th or worse. Sort of like how my voice sounds right now. The announcement ends the long and disappointing search for a defensive coordinator for Heupel. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Banks wasn't even one of the top 10 candidates on the list when Heupel started the search. We know of at least six other names that Heupel has contacted who all turned down a seven-figure paycheck from Tennessee. By all accounts, the guy can recruit, and that is obviously important for the new staff in Knoxville. But nothing about his career path, his defensive production, or how the search played out should give the Vols fans much confidence in Banks being the guy who is going to stop Dan Mullen and Nick Saban and the rest of the SEC. No, as expected, with a late carousel hire, it feels like the Vols not only settled, but also overpaid. In yet another bizarre twist that I guess could only happen in 2020 and 2021, the Nashville Predators-Dallas Stars game on Monday evening was postponed due to extreme weather conditions. Because, of course it is. Now, apparently, according to the NHL, both clubs and the assigned on-ice officials were in Dallas, but the league and the Stars made the decision upon the advice of the Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson to postpone the game. A makeup date will be announced as soon as it can be confirmed. The only good news is, is the Nashville Predators don't have to play a hockey game, which means they didn't lose on Monday night, and maybe they won't lose on Tuesday night either. So what else do we have coming up on Tuesday night in Nashville sports? The Vols just have four games left in the regular season, and hosting South Carolina at 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday is the first of the four. Consistency and maturity is the name of the game for the Vols. 
The Memphis Grizzlies split their road trip to California this weekend and will look to build off of the momentum from Sunday night's win over Sacramento by hosting Zion Williamson and the Pelicans on Tuesday night. Tip time is at 6.30 p.m. Central Time and features the best two second-year players in the NBA. New Orleans has lost three straight games, and the Grizzlies are sitting at 500 on the year. The 440 is built every morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. I've told you about who they are, and we've talked a lot about how they work. I think I've said the word alignment like 300 times. But why have we partnered with the Kingston Group? Because they value their clients the same way we value you, the audience. And it's why they found as much success as they have, by being thoughtful, analytical, and loyal. Check out their work at buildkg.com. Trust the process, folks. That's right, trust the process. Check out the website, buildkg.com. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.